Hello and welcome to a, a new season of the Marketing Matters podcast. Today we're starting season four and as all good traditions suggest, the first episode is episode one. So welcome to season four, episode one. I'm sat here at Gossip Gasworks as usual with uh, my fellow podcast presenter David Wright. So hi David. Hi there. And it's finally stopped raining today. It's been, it's for the last two or three days, we've gone back into the depths of winter. So it's starting to look slightly better today, which is uh, very much welcomed, I think. So, okay, on to uh, our subject of today, which is planning. And we talked a little bit generally about planning last episode. And for the, we think it's so important, as you've probably gathered from the fact that we mentioned it in just about every one of our episodes. Um, we've decided to devote the next five episodes to the subject of planning. And we have come up with a, a sort of a... A thing. A thing, a, pr- a pro forma, a, a sort of a model for planning, uh, which we term PIMS, which, yes, you've guessed it, is an acronym. So, David, you were actually the inventor and, and author of PIMS. So what's, what does it stand for? Well, I think before, just to go backwards a little bit, that you said we're going to spend the next five episodes talking about planning. I think that's not quite the case because what we're wanting to do is to recognise that Planning, as we'll come back to shortly, is a, is a very important part of the whole business management and development process. Any plan is only any good if you actually do something with it. And I think what we're hoping to talk about over the next few sessions is to look at the concept of not only creating a plan and hopefully a practical plan, but also something about implementing it and making sure that it happens. And I think that's something that's very close to my heart because it's so easy to plan you just decide that this is what I want to do. And it's something I have done several times over the decades. And the danger is that you focus so much on making this plan. And in the words of Del Boy, this time next year, we're going to be millionaires without really thinking about what it is you're going to do to make your plan into into a reality. So I think what we're doing over the next few sessions is to look at that, how you can develop a joined up process to set a plan and then do something about making it happen and I think clearly yeah sure the first step of that is to decide what it is that you want to do and I think it's it is easy to just be so busy doing stuff that you don't stop to think about why you're doing it and what it is you're trying to achieve and I think the the heart and perhaps the first stage of any plan is to ask yourself that question why am I doing this what is it that I I I want to achieve and I think when it comes down to planning, that has got to be your first step. Yeah. Just bef- before we go into that, so, I mean, you've said about the fact it's not just about planning, and you're right. If you look at PIMS, actually only the P is planning. The rest mm. is all about how you're actually going to use that plan. But you, I don't think you actually said what the PIMS stands for in all of that. So Okay. Well, it's... <laughs> is plan- that because you can't remember? <laughs> oh, I, can, I think I can remember. Planning, implementation, monitoring... monitoring. <laughs> you can't <Sorry>. remember... <laughs> So planning, implementation, monitoring, management, and then sustaining. Yeah, okay. So uh, I wasn't quite, I, I forgot which way around the M's were. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's right through the process. That what we want to talk about over the next five weeks, yes, it, it is around the planning process, but it's actually about right through the process of how you make those plans work with your business and actually make them have a difference within your business. It's, it's actually about how to 
work towards achieving a sustainable business because that's yeah. i guess that that's what you fundamentally what you're trying to do but it, may, it might be that you're trying to achieve a sustainable business but as we were saying it's about the question of why you're doing it because it's likely to involve quite a bit of your time so hopefully you're going to achieve something that you want to achieve out of it yeah and we would very much advocate the idea of going right back to first principles and i think you you mentioned before i so rudely interrupt you and put you on the spot about the uh, what it actually meant was go back to first principles about why you're in business and we know a lot of our listeners are owner managers of business and they it's by their own choice that they're doing what they're doing so i think the first question you should be asking is why are you doing it you know what is it that gets you up in the morning would you say that was a, a good starting point from a planning perspective i think it is but i think you've got to be careful not to go down the cliched route of saying i want to make money because actually money is only ever a means to an end yeah. and i think you've got to look past the idea of having a super chunky bank account and think well what is that going to enable you to do what is it that you, if you can if you can make that money what is it that you want to do with it yeah and i think to go further than that even, I think you need to look at it in a number of different ways. And, and I would certainly have, if you were going to write it down on a piece of paper, I would have two columns. I would have business goals and I would have personal goals. And the two are, are often related. And it might be that your aim is to be the next Richard Branson or Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or, and build some mega corporation. And it might be that actually what you want is to build a safe, secure income for you and your family. So those are two very different and extreme alternatives, both of which are perfectly valid. There is, I think, there's a lot of fixation on businesses must grow all the time and they've got to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that's if that's what you want, that's absolutely fine. But maybe it's not what you want and it's not what you have to do if you don't want to. And that comes back, I think, to looking at what your personal goals are and what do you want out of life? Yeah, I think the personal goals are starting, but I think you need to move fairly quickly onto your business goals around because that's the, they're the, the really relevant ones when talking about developing business plans. So, and I think the it, again, it's an age-old idea, but I think when you're looking at goals and business goals, they need to be smart in the acronym phrase. And I, I think it, the world is falling too much into acronyms, but I think this is one that is really relevant. The idea that they should now I'm going to have to challenge. I've got to remember what smart stands for. <laughs> and I'm going to really struggle here they need to be specific specific measurable measurable actionable realistic and timely and timed yeah so I think between us we managed to get there but I think actually it get it by focusing on making sure your goals are smart means you don't end up with these really wishy-washy goals like I want to be a millionaire or well I, I think to be fair to to Rodney Trotter uh, to Del Boy Trotter when he said he didn't, what he said was, this time next year, we'll be millionaires. Yes. Yeah, now, so actually, that is, it's specific. Yeah. It's, well, we'll come back to actionable and realistic. I think it's the realistic. It's, it's, maybe the one it, way it's measurable and it's timed. Yeah. So it ticks a number of the boxes. But, but it, yeah, I the question it, is, is, is how realistic is it? And that comes down to looking at yeah. how you plan to achieve it. Yeah. So I think yeah, that would be a perfectly reasonable, smart goal if uh, you weren't Del Boy Trotter, I guess. And, you know, there was a vague chance you might be a millionaire in the in the next 12 months. But I think it does illustrate this idea that, yes, when you look at a goal, you've got to look at all those different elements and decide if it ticks all of the boxes, then it's a good goal and one that you can certainly take well, I forward. Think, I think Del Boy was always very optimistic and... <laughs> 
hopeful that something might turn up and it is always the case that something might turn up and I think over my business career I would certainly say that things do turn up and Mm. sometimes things come out of left field and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not so good but Mm. from a planning perspective you can't just plan for luck no it's nice when it happens and to be ready to make the most of it absolutely but no plans must be something that you can actually work on yeah absolutely and i think they need to be goals need to be multi-dimensional as well we've, we've talked about personal goals and business goals but also you need financial goals you need marketing and communication goals all of these things and and as we we look forward through the process we're actually going to focus down more onto the marketing goals and the marketing plans because i think those are the things that they t- they will tend to be as you sort of implementing plans they tend to be the, the drivers i believe well if, if you come back to my mate um, peter drucker and his comment that that business is all about marketing and innovation absolutely and so so i think that's why marketing is so central and, and i have to say i talk to clients and colleagues and the number of times where they set where i've heard people try and set goals that kind of ignore marketing I had a case this last week where I was talking to somebody who was kind of, not whinging, but commenting that they could do with some more business. And we were talking about it and it it transpired that he said, yeah, the reason I'm not finding enough opportunities to to quote for work is I'm not knocking on any doors. I'm not talking to anybody. Mm. And I think, well, if you're not communicating your proposition to people, how on earth do you expect them to come to you saying... I'd like to do business with you. Yeah, and and that leads us on to the next step. Once you've sort of set your, or you're looking at your marketing goals uh, and looking at sort of developing a marketing plan, there are three areas that you need to consider. Now, you mentioned and those three areas, in my mind, they are who's your target market, what's your proposition, and what tools are you going to use? And there you mentioned, you talked about one of those, you've got to be going and knocking on doors. That's a t- I guess that would be considered as one of the, the tools, actually going out and talking to people and how you would do that. But I think you need to, before you start going and knocking on doors, you very much need to understand the first two, which is about whose doors are you going to knock on? And when they answer the door, what are you actually going to tell them that is going to make them interested in doing business with you? And, and I think that there you have the essence of business, that if you have a proposition that can genuinely deliver value and benefit to somebody Mm. and you can communicate that fact to them and then deliver on that proposition and actually deliver that value and benefit, why would they not do business with you? You can't tell who the individual customer is going to be. You can't tell exactly when it is that they're going to do business with you. But the fact is, if you have something that is good for them, they're going to want to engage with you. And and if you can tick those three boxes and get a good proposition, well communicated to an effect, to an audience that are going to benefit, you've got the basis of a business. Yeah. And I think very often people, when they're looking at marketing planning, they tend to focus on the we've got to knock on doors. They focus on the channels. They focus on, we've got to do some advertising. We've got to get to the top of Google. We've got, whatever, we've got to send some emails out, whatever it may be. They think about those elements of it. And actually, unless you've got the first two bits correct, you can knock on as many doors as, as you like. But if you don't really know what it is you're, you're trying to uh, achieve when you do it, it's a complete waste of time. So I think the idea of taking a step back and looking at that question of, 
who is your target market and what is the, as you say, the, the value that you add to that market, that has to be the starting point and a significant part of your planning process. And once you understand that, you can then start to say, well, okay, how do I get to that target market to give them this message? And I think for many people, it's that is actually a very challenging question mm. to ask. And again, you we see it regularly where what people do is they just quietly step over that bit yeah. because it's difficult to decide what it is you want to decide why it is you're valuable to people is can be quite difficult mm. and just to say oh well I can do it cheaper or I can do it better is not really terribly helpful because you've got to, to define what you mean by that and and I think the danger is that if you're not careful, you realise that actually you can't differentiate what you do from the next guy. Mm. And that's you know, that's not an easy thing to take on board when you're trying to develop a business. And so it's easy to say, well, I'll just skip over that and I'll focus on, or oh, I need to get a new website, or I mm. need to do this, or I need to do some social media, or without really thinking the heart of what is the message that you're trying to get over using these tools. Yeah, and I, and I think another thing that can trip people up is this idea of the target market who am i who are my services most valuable to because very often we find that you, you can get into and we've fallen into this trap ourselves in the past that you're so scared of missing a sale that you think oh well i, I could do business with anybody and if you do that you start to get into this situation where you really dilute your message and you dilute the value you're giving. And actually, yes, you could do business to it. You know, we could, our skills are relevant to just about any business in, in the country. We could market to anybody. But actually, we add most value to businesses where they tend to be fairly specialist, very niche. They know exactly who their target market is. And that target market is identifiable and very focused. So those are the people we we should we target to. Rather, so if someone comes to us and says, oh, I want to market mortgages to the general public, we would tend to say, well, yeah, okay, we could help them with that, but actually it's not in our, re in our focus skill set. So we'd probably say they're not within our target market. And I think this idea of defining who your target market is, you do have to be quite sort of brutal with yourself and actually be really focused in saying, when you look at a market, yeah, but is that really the people I can deliver value to? But, and I think I would go further than that because I think one of the issues that we've got as a business is that a lot of our work is based on our relationships, our mm. personal relationships with our clients. And sometimes that is more important than the specifics of yeah. what they do because we work with all sorts of different businesses. And I think the common feature with all of them is that we get on with the people we work with. Yes, they are almost exclusively owner-managers of businesses, but it's the fact that we get on with them. And if and if you have a good relationship with a customer or a client, then you have a basis to, to build yeah. a, a, a successful business relationship. Yeah, but but whatever, however you decide that, who are your target markets, you need to be very focused. Um, you know, that's part of our... We, <laughs> We like doing business with people who we, we like doing business with. And that's part of our, our focusing. And, and I think part of that is because we believe we do our best work in those circumstances. So I think however you do it, you need to be fair, really focused in exactly who it is you're trying to, to I, I, market to. I think so. And I think I've got plenty of examples of the, over the years of this, but, but we do have a clear idea of the types of business we think we work best with. And that probably 80% of the time that is correct. But yeah. sometimes we do find that uh, through circumstances, a relationship with a, a particular individual or a particular 
group of individuals happens to be sufficiently strong and effective that even though their businesses wouldn't be on our red hot list as it were mm. we still find we have good long-term relationships mm. with them because the people we all are yeah so that's the the people the other thing is the message and i think again it's very easy to think we could do anything again marketing there's lots of different marketing is a very broad church and there's lots of different things we services we could offer and we get asked for clients will come to us and say do you do this do you do that and i think you have to be very focused again in knowing where your real value is added and from a personal perspective as well which is the which bits of business are actually potentially going to be detrimental to your ability to deliver good value i'm trying to think of an example and i I guess again if we go back to our own um, situation back a, a while ago we would sort of if someone came to us and says can you do me a website we wouldn't be too precious about if we we generally say yes and even if they came asking for relatively complex websites we would still say yes we will do that and very quickly we came to this realization that actually they were we were not giving good value to they were sucking up a lot of our time and energy and they were not delivering good value to the clients and as a result if someone now comes and says oh we want a quite a complex e-commerce site for example we would probably not immediately say yes we can do that we'll we'll certainly work with them but we will probably use a a specialist partner to deliver that rather than trying to deliver it in-house and I think that's part of this process of deciding what you're good at and where you can deliver the real value and where actually some people would be better off working with somebody else who could deliver an even better service now I think you actually I heard overheard you on the phone this morning saying just that to a client um, yeah, I, I think, and I, I think it's well. First of all, the, as you were just talking, then that the thought that was going through my mind was the power of of WordPress, which, is, as people know, is is where we sit, and and how actually, in our experience, WordPress can deliver to most most requirements. It is fairly extreme that it it won't work, or it is not that it won't work, but is is less appropriate. But it it is absolutely about recognizing that you're not digging a big hole for yourself by saying yeah we can do that yeah we can do that when you know ultimately it's going to be very stressful and you're going to let your client down and that's that's the biggest failing is 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 letting people down because your reputation goes so yeah so i think uh, i've just noticed the time on this and if not surprisingly is obviously one of our hobby horse topics so it's uh, a little bit longer than than normal this but but i think the, the message we're trying to get across there is when you're looking at planning you need to focus on those three elements you need to focus on not understanding who your target market is understanding what your proposition is and on those two being very specific and very brutal with yourself about is that really the area I should be in and then only once you've done that start to look at the tools you'll use uh, and the channels available to communicate that message and I think we'll we'll talk start to talk I'm going to start drawing things to a close now but we'll start to talk about those more as we get on to step two in this which we've got we've done the P of PIMS and the next one we're going to go into is the I which is implementation so once you've got your goals and you know your message and know who it is you're trying to target to how do you actually go about getting that message out into the into the marketplace and and how do you best decide which tools to use and 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 how to how to take that forward so i think 
we'll we'll leave it there. Well, uh, I, can I, oh, I just no. say before um, before we, we go, I think it's very important that I can't remember which you you'll tell me which American general it was or something. A plan survives until the first oh, yeah. the, the first time. <laughs> well, you... like most of these things, you could say any general, and I'm sure someone but, will. Uh, but... A plan survives the first engagement with the enemy, and I think well, um, no plan survives first engagement well, with the enemy. <laughs> that it's important that when you're thinking about your objectives and how you're going to achieve them, that you write it down yeah. because things will change. Yeah. But I think having a reference point is, it's no problem that it changes, but having a reference point to allow that change to be measured and managed is very, very important. Yeah. So whatever your thoughts, write them down. So you've got, you've got a couple of weeks to write all these things down. And then the next one, we're going to talk about how you can make those things into a reality. So we shall leave it there. And if you want to uh, know any more from our podcast or hear any more from our podcast, you'll find them at podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll find our blog at bsamarketing.com on our website. And you'll find us on social media, particularly Twitter and LinkedIn at BSA Marketing. So until next time, I will say goodbye and happy marketing. Bye for now.